Chapter Two of Two Years and Four Months in a Lunatic Asylum by Reverend Hiram Chase. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Two. It must not be understood that the same mode of operation is practiced in all cases in sending patients to an insane or lunatic asylum. It must be understood also that we are speaking of a state institution like the one at Utica some patients are supported in that institution solely by the country to which the patient belongs others are supported partly by the country and partly by the friends of the patient or by the patient him or herself as the case may be while others called private patients are supported wholly by themselves or by their friends when a patient is entered as private it is not necessary to consult doctors, judges, or jurors. Suppose it be a wife, a husband, or a child. The patient is taken to the asylum. Terms of entrance are fixed upon with the superintendent. Bonds are given, or money in advance as security, and the patient is received. In the most of cases, the patient is not consulted in the matter. In some cases, however, the patient is consulted and consents to go is made to believe that the asylum is like any other infirmary or hospital where patients are taken to be nursed and cared for and cured if possible in the most of cases perhaps there is a kind of dread and horror attending a patient taken to the asylum and very many go against their will this opposition is generally attributed to their insanity and is too generally received as evidence that such a one is a fit subject for a lunatic asylum should this dread and fear of going to an asylum be made the criterion by which to determine the sanity or insanity of the patient i have no doubt but more than three-fourths of the people of the state of new york would be adjudged insane another mode of getting a subject into the asylum the laws of the state having fixed this mode, is as follows. Two physicians are consulted, and if, in their judgment, the subject is insane, they so represent the case to the judge of the county, and he issues his order to commit this subject to the asylum, and the order is obeyed. This mode of operation covers a vast number of cases, ranging through all the different grades of what physicians may be pleased to call insanity from acute mania down through melancholia and epilepsy to the dull moping drivelling state of idiocy taking in its sweep dotage and childishness of old age here a grand field is opened for operation for designing men and women and for speculation if the subject begins to be a care and burden to the younger portion of the family, if the subject shows some marks of eccentricity, if the patient discovers marks of dotage in the loss of memory which causes frequent questions on the same subject, and especially if a large property lies between the subject and his or her children or relatives, it is an easy matter in such cases and very convenient to place such subjects in a place away from excitement and care where they will be well used and nursed 
as they could not be at home and at the same time the family relieved of a great burden the matter is talked up the good of the patient is only held out to view the real cause and reasons for this change are concealed doctors are consulted and by the kind and careful representations of the friends of the patient the doctors are easily made to believe that the subject is no longer fit to manage his or her affairs and that ease and quiet would greatly contribute to their comfort especially if they could be removed away and out of sight of home and their business and so they come to the conclusion that the lunatic asylum would be the appropriate place for them and so they all come to the conclusion that it would be best to try it for a while at least but to make all safe an order would be best from the judge then none could complain that oppression had been practised an order is easily obtained as the patient perhaps is not to be a county charge but supported out of his or her own money i have in my mind at this time a number of such cases with which i have been acquainted some of them are now in the asylum others have died there as most if not all of this class will do and why should they not die there they are not placed there to be cured of old age nor their state of dotage nor of a suicidal or revengeful spirit these were not charged upon them for they were harmless as children they were placed there for the relief of other minds and to lessen the cares of those who owe to them their lives and their tenderest watch care in their declining years will such friends or relatives be anxious to know how the old gentleman or lady fares away from home locked up as in a prison and confined by iron gates and bolts do such ones care whether their victim who has always had his liberty be locked into a cell at night alone or whether he is locked in with a half dozen of raving madmen will such ones inquire whether he suffers with cold or whether his food is suited to his appetite and such as he has been used to at his own full board could the beams of these prison houses speak out and could the stones cry out of the walls of some of those upper back halls in the asylum at utica the revelations of the woes and sufferings of humanity would so shock and astonish the outward world that instead of classing this institution with the humane and benevolent institutions of the country it would be classed with those ancient bastilles which have furnished a history of the most cruel and bloody tragedies ever acted under the sun i never conceived or realized until on my way to utica under keepers on what a slender thread hangs the liberty of the people of the state of new york only the day before i was feeling that the spell that had lain upon me for more than a month was broken all things began to appear more natural my appetite became strong though i was weak in body i looked haggard but i believed my system was thoroughly cleansed i know now and i knew then that i understood my own case better than others 
I only needed a word of encouragement and comfort to set me all right, instead of censure and cold neglect. My words of self-reproach and confession of moral delinquency had been taken advantage of to charge me with crimes of which I was never guilty. It is true that I felt I was a great sinner in general, that I never had done anything as I ought to have done it. Yet when asked to define what I meant and name the particulars in which my great sins consisted, I recollected how dumb and vacant my mind would be, and wondered why I could not frame an answer to their questions. It finally resolved itself into this, that I had done just nothing at all, all my days, and yet had been supported by the people for doing nothing, and that for this I should be damned. Yet I say that all these thoughts were giving way to a more calm and steady state of mind, instead of that fear and haste which had haunted me for more than a month. I began to be more indifferent also to outward circumstances. Being in my own house, I thought I could act out of my feelings without fear of consequences. I never once thought of the danger of getting into the asylum. I had never thought such a thing possible, for I knew that insanity was never known in one of my family. How could I have had one hint that my restlessness was leading to this, I think I could have prevented it, and should have done so. But I wish here to enter my protests against the manner that thousands are rushed into the asylum by those who have no knowledge of asylum life and but little if any knowledge of the philosophy of the human mind many have been sent there who had been ill but a few days and were soon over it and could they have been left at home a week longer all would have been right whereas by being sent to the asylum they have been kept there confined for two years for when once in the asylum it is no easy matter to get away in a short time unless they run away i know men in the asylum who were thrown in there by their friends under some peculiar influence who have been there from six to fifteen years and they are the same now as when they entered it not insane but perhaps a little eccentric or may entertain some notions on religion or philosophy that are not regarded orthodox they are in good health perfectly harmless and so far as i could judge would make better inhabitants than one-fourth of the people that are at large the question now arises what would you have done to remedy the evil of putting men and women in the asylum that should never go there my answer is that i would so change the laws that two inexperienced quack doctors could not govern the destinies of the people of a whole county. I would first require that those men who are to decide on the fate of their neighbours should be men of experience and discretion, and that there should be at least five of them in a county chosen by the people for that purpose. I would also require that the patient be brought before a jury of twelve men 
we shall decide the matter after the five doctors have examined the patient and given their opinions i would require that those five doctors should make themselves acquainted with asylum life i speak now of state asylums not private ones i would have them know how patients are treated as to medicine diet etc for how can a jury or doctors recommended and decide that the asylum is the proper place for the patient when they know nothing of its character only that it is called a state lunatic asylum i would annihilate that argument so often used to induce the ignorant and the innocent to become willing to go to that den of death the argument is that many great and noted men have been inmates of the asylum such as gerrit smith esquire w general b and judge c this was the argument used on me while on my way to the prison i would go still further i would require that the managers of such an institution should not leave to one man the destinies of so many hundreds of souls that they should be required to see for themselves all the internal workings of the institution that its evils may not become chronic and incurable i would also require that patients be treated as men and women and not as dumb beasts in the manner of doctoring them but the doctors should conform to the same rules that they would out of the institution in doctoring free agents that is to say that when a patient is cured of a certain disease for which medicine is given the medicine so given shall be taken off or stopped and not continued for weeks and months after the end is gained for which the medicine is given to illustrate what i mean the doctor orders a certain kind of medicine to a patient it is a strong tonic for instance to give strength and an appetite the patient takes it three times a day for three months at the end of three months the patient finds himself well with a strong appetite and works hard every day the patient now says to the doctor that he feels well has a good appetite and thinks the medicine had better be taken off as it begins to act too heavily upon the system the doctor replies that the medicine must not be taken off that he must take it as long as he lives and ask no questions would any one out of such an institution employ such a physician now we all know that anywhere but in a lunatic asylum medicine is not given except in cases of necessity and when the object is gained for which the medicine is given the medicine is taken off or withheld is this so in the asylum every man in that institution who is sane enough to know the current events of the asylum knows this is not so i am a witness with hundreds besides me that medicine once ordered will be continued three times a day for two years without interruption and no questions asked the patient by the doctors about the effect of that medicine i know it was so in my case 
and no argument or remonstrance could induce the doctor to even change the medicine i shall have an occasion to say more on this subject in another place i would have this matter regulated i have not a doubt that if all of these matters were fully and rightly investigated and controlled a much smaller number would be sent to the asylum and those who were sent would have less reason to complain i do not mean that the institution or any other could be so conducted that none would complain of ill treatment this perhaps would be impossible but it could be so conducted that there would be far less suffering there than now exists end of chapter two